Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain for another look at the sport of sailing. Now, in the podcast here in the past, I have covered the sport of sailing because with the casting of Daniel Craig in the role, we have seen some pretty significant sailing scenes in Casino Royale. We saw a big yacht in Quantum of Solace, and it looks like, excuse me, Skyfall, not Quantum of Solace. But, um, and it looks like we're going to see some more sailing coming up. If you look at the uh, small spoiler there, if you look at the preview and the uh, the new trailer, you could see the Bond has uh, sitting there at the tiller and he's doing a little bit of sailing. Now, all my experience in sailing is on some very small boats. I've done a ton of sailboat racing, but they're all two-man boats, three-man boats, and not really in the realm of the yachts that we see depicted. One time I got out on a big yacht. It also it happened to be the Stars and Stripes that Dennis Conner raced in the America's Cup. But outside of that, I've never been on anything that large. We do have a member of the Bond community here, folks, though, that is recently diving into the world of yachting. And he's uh, he's got some exciting news to share. I got the opportunity to meet this gentleman and his girlfriend up in Toronto over a year ago. Great people. A lot of fun. Welcome to the Bond Brain, Iron Rider himself, Randy Needham. How are you, pal? Good. How are you doing today, bud? I'm really, really good. So you've you've started on a boat yacht sailing journey. Yes, and I just went for it basically with uh, getting into it where I just jumped into like a sailing yacht. So <laughs> right, I don't know if I knew what yeah. I was getting myself into fully, but uh, it's a fun story. Yeah, you're, the, the pictures you've been sharing, your yacht looks very close to those that we've seen, particularly coming up in No Time to Die. So tell us about it. Great. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, so my uh, my sailboat's a 26-foot uh, 1974 uh, Pace ship, um, which that was a Canadian-based company. Um, and they made boats for a fair amount of time until they, they basically sold to another company, which is a little bit more well-known, Tartan. Uh, I believe in like 1980 or so, somewhere around there, um, who continued to make some uh, models similar to the, the pace ships. Um, so ironically, you know, you have to talk about your history with uh, kind of interest, interest in racing. Um, these boats were built to be, you know, race sailor yachts. Um, and this particular boat I bought, so I bought it from the second owner who owned it for around a little over 20 years. Uh, the previous owner was, you know, original owner, um, brand new. And that original owner used to race this, this boat, which was kind of cool. Uh, so there's a few plaques inside uh, with some of the races they did, some bigger ones around the Cleveland area and greater Cleveland area. So I bought it. And the cool part about it, I was interested in boats and getting into a boat. Timing's kind of been right where I was looking at some different. I always debated between power boats and sailboats um, and something about sailboats. I just like the material. So I like a gadget. So that's why I gravitate towards like sports cars because they have a lot of things you can push and settings and such. So sailboats kind of drew, you know called to me. I did check out a power boat that was kind of a, getting into like a mini yacht. Um, I was really interested in a Genoa, um, and they make some excellent sailboats as well as um, nice power boats too. They're more of the luxurious end. But I was sitting there, and I took my boater safety class, got all those things out of the way uh, to operate the larger vessels and the bigger horsepower motors. There are requirements in our state. Um, and so one day I was just looking on eBay, just poking around, and I wasn't expecting to find anything. It's kind of one of those things we go in just to see what's out there. That's why I did. And there's this auction site on eBay uh, called Boat Angel. I did some research on them. They, they checked out that they were legitimate. I saw some really crazy boat deals on there, but I'm like, no, what, like, what's going on? These are like starting out like dirt cheap or whatever. 
And that's just usually a red flag with anything boating, you know, automotive, especially when you deal with like vintage. Um, but I was looking around and they had boats all over the country um, and something came up in Ohio. I'm like, OK, let me look, check this out. And it was about an hour away um, for me. I was like, OK. And boats started out. And, you know, it's funny to talk about this at like 26 hours of auction starting out and like three days left. I'm like, this is a joke or something's wrong with it. And there's a catch. You couldn't look at you can't check the boat out like you couldn't pre inspect none of that stuff. Um, which I guess could be a tons of people trying to come and check it out and all that stuff. And the owner, they couldn't do that. All you have is a description to go off of, but a seven-day guarantee. If something wasn't right in the description, you could walk away from it and get your money back. It's like, all right, that's not a lot of risk. 100% feedback, why not? So I'm kind of watching this thing to see what happens. And the bids went up to like 50 bucks, I think, at one point. Um, and that jumps like 100 and something. I'm like, okay, yeah, near the end, it's going to start going crazy. And so what these things go for. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. So I'm watching this like a hawk the last day. And a bidding war started out. Um, so two guys on there. And the one guy just went for it. He jumped the bid like $200. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Considering this is like an older boat, I really didn't want to be invested in anything like that too much uh, without knowing, you know, be an expert on everything of the boat and what to look for. Every, you know, totally. I uh, some friends with boats. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to see where this plays out at. So another guy jumped it like $100. So I'm like, okay. So then I noticed the bid started slowing down where the next guy, the same two guys, he's like, know 50 bucks next time the other guy comes back with 20 so i'm like all right these guys are running out of fuel i think is what's happening or they're getting nervous so i'm like there might be an opportunity here for me to just go for it end of the day i go for it slide my bid in i get out bid by like 10 to bucks or whatever so i throw like a 30 dollar over bid uh i end up getting this boat for like under what was it 700 bucks for a sailboat you know from what i saw it was in the water current registration sticker i could see so it had been registered so it was it was legitimate and i'd ask myself to take that gamble so i you know contact the owner because you have to finalize with the owner to pick up stuff, but you pay on the auction house and stuff. But I get a little nervous because the owner, like, went straight to voicemail. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. I think I've been had. <laughs> so I was ready to cancel my payment with the call PayPal. Uh, like, hey, something right. right here. And, uh, but luckily, it turned out that it was, um, you know, he just was an older gentleman who ever changed. So I'm back the next day. I knew he left him a message. He's like, hey, my phone wasn't charged up. Let me charge this up. He wanted to set up a time to call my guard. As soon as he said, no, his phone wasn't charged like that. I'm like, this is probably somebody who's you know, a little bit older who's not a cell phone guy all the time. And that was the case. It turns out that the boat angel placed a reasonable price or below reasonable, I should say. So care about getting the profit like a traditional auction house where they're looking for their auction fees. They're just looking for where they can get from the char- charity. So it's, so I was like, okay with that. So I get out with, and everything checked out. There's just like some minor stuff, like the boat sat because of his health issues. So the motor was a little hard to start the first you know, couple of times. Um, you know, just did some minor stuff, changed a couple times. Other than that, I just needed really just cleaned out really good because he left a lot of stuff in here um and like a lot of just personal stuff like dot kits and all that type of stuff and his wife said his boat like all over the great lakes the canada a bunch of times they were avid sailors uh so all the riggings were good the sails were good all the the technical stuff you need and it's a very forgiving boat with the history of this boat as far as being able to sail it for someone who's a beginner basically um so he took me out gave me like a brief lesson i've been youtubing stuff and he also had this boat a month now and it's been fantastic. I've had it out sailing. I hired a sailing coach to kind of help me out with um, more of the finer points of sailing. Um, and he was an actually, he captains, it's a bigger yacht. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say a party yacht, but kind of like that. You can rent it. Um, it's a good time three. It was pretty well known in, in the Ohio area and Lake Erie around here. And there's two of them, one in Sandusky, which is a large port for us, and one in Cleveland. So he's the captain of the one in Sandusky. Um, and he was a Navy guy. So that's like the 
perfect person to teach you sailing. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I was like, I have like in the hands of like an expert here. And, you know, we just changed some rigging stuff around to make it easier for me to sail, solo sail it. I was picking up pretty quick, he said, um, from just what I had been doing. Um, but it was just like stuff like that. He's like, yeah, some of the stuff just needed to be adjusted. It's no, it's here and correct, but it's not correct for you learning because a lot of gadget stuff the guy had on the boat, you know, if you're more advanced or just, you know, like gadgets and things like that. So I modernized the boat. You know, I put a television inside because it's like a sailing yacht. So it has a, a saloon area. It sleeps five. It has a, you know, a bedroom area that you can actually close the door to. It's so a stateroom, I guess, in that case. It has a head with a sink in it. Um, they're separate from each other. So it's a pretty decent sized head area. It has a kitchen. So, you know, I just modernized it. You know, I put a little mini fridge in, put the TV and sound bar. We have Wi-Fi at the marina. I get movies and stuff. Um, yeah, cleaned it really well. Did some varnish projects on it where stuff just needed to be like TLC. Um, the gray wood teak needed to be, you know, sanded down and just refinished. I did that. And yeah, the motor, like I said, I could put some good fuel in it because it, you know, was in storage in October when you put it away and you put it in the water in June, just moving around. Yeah, so it's been fantastic so far um, with uh, with sailing. You know, I've had it under sail a few times and, you know, having that coach just helped me out, you know, just made me feel more confident with going out there and getting my rigging squared away. Um, so I, I can't complain. You know, it's a nice just uh, peaceful marina I'm at. So it has that bond vibe of, of you know, Casino Royale almost and uh Venice, just how the setup is here, where it's just a long corridor where you kind of get to sail down. In this case, you see boats and you can see some houses and things. But um, so, you know, if you can you squint your eyes and have that imagination about it, you can definitely get some of those uh, bond <laughs> feels, especially if you sit on it. You know, like Craig, I would definitely want to do some poses like that. I have that outfit actually on the edge of the boat. My laptop is kind of work from here. One day. So that's that's the story of it. Um, and where I'm at right now, the current state is just like I said, I'm going to do some flooring projects where I'm going to add a, a teak floor. But it's like a faux teak floor. It's real popular. Uh, these mats people use now, and most of the newer boats come with them um, to kind of just dress up the, the cockpit area uh, for entertaining and such. And really, that you know, for the season, that's where I'm gonna leave it at and just enjoy sailing. Um, you know, next year over winter, I'm gonna you know probably have some motor work done just to make sure you know peace of mind type stuff. I uh, just so I know kind of the starting point with like the mechanical stuff, the water pump, those type of things. And uh, next year, I'll probably give it a, the top of the deck a paint job. Um, at the beginning of the season, so I have more, you know, more time to sail and enjoy it. But um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's uh, when the pictures that I've seen that you that you've posted. Um, if you look at the yacht that's going to be in No Time to Die, that's actually called a, a Spear 46, and it really okay. has a, it has a very similar configuration to what you have posted uh, with oh, the berth wow. and okay. with the berth and the galley and the saloon. It's a little bigger, but sure. essentially, it's it's a smaller vessel than casino royale um yeah it's it's you, you right you 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 steer with a tiller um you're, you're not standing at a wheel and no time to die and it really is kind of you, you're in that range of the boat where you're half day sailor half yacht you know you're you're to the point where you've got a boat where you could just take it out for the day you could spend the night on it you can race it um, you really got a lot of possibilities there, man. I'm excited for you. It sounds pretty cool. Thanks, bud. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what I like about it. I have those options. Um, and that's what I wanted because, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll get into racing until I had the sailing coach and help me out. And when I sailed this by myself, I was kind of learning, muddling through it. I got on average, you know, about two knots out. Of the, I was just using the main sail because I was more comfortable just pulling that up. And, you know, and we, and then at one time I got up to four. The wind was pretty good, uh, but not with the potential thing. They said it was like a race. I'm like, this doesn't sound like this would be competitive in our race. We get, I get out there with them, and he's like, no, let's use the, the jib sail. 
which I have a, it's all a roller furling, which is kind of a nice high end feature where it just makes it easier actually to roll oh, it out self, than raising the mainsail. Oh, yeah, self furling. I would have killed for one of those on a race boat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the this boat's so cockpit centric where the winches are all close to the back. So you don't have to go up the front of the deck as long as everything's set up properly. So we get that sail out. And, you know, you just kind of tell me, hey, here's how to trim it and all that stuff, which is for people who don't know. That's how you just kind of tighten it up or adjust it and um, set it up. And we end up getting up to, on that sail alone, like five knots almost at one point. Because I have a, you know, a GPS system on here now I put in for sailing. He's like, this was a race boat. He's like telling me. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so, you know, I can't complain about that. But it was interesting. I was going to bring that point up while I'm remembering. Uh, last night I was watching Live and Let Die. And, you know, the boat chase scene in there when they're in Louisiana. Um, right. Yeah. And I was looking at that. And I've watched that movie who knows how many times. It was one of my favorites with Roger Moore. And um, I'm looking at the boats now. I pay more attention. You notice how that goes when you get certain things, you pay more attention to them. The other ones, you notice stuff more. And I'm looking at the boat. I'm like, the motor, I'm looking at the head, the cover of the motor. And it looked like the shape of my motor and everything, but separate it was for 1970. You know, it was new then. You know, my motor's a 1978, even though the boat's a 74, but the 78. I'm looking, <laughs> right. And yeah, I look, I'm like, wait a minute. That's an Evinrude motor on there. And cause you can see on the cover, it says Evinrude. Um, I'm like, this mine's a little more faded, <laughs> but the, the decal's the same and all that stuff. I know the decal would have looked like. Um, and it's just so cool because the Evinrude motors are, you know, pretty popular for a lot of boats in that region, oh, especially yeah. like fishing boats. Yeah, they're all over the place. And, you know, there's, there's workhorses. They're like, you know, the Chevy 350 of, of motors where they're just solid, no frills. They can do anything you need them to do. You can play with them, upgrade them, tune them. But I was just looking at them like, that is so cool. So it's like I joke and say it's like a lightweight squincher one-eye kind of bond connection. <laughs> I said, my boat slightly has a bond connection. <laughs> now once I saw that, so I can justify more of my head buying it. So. so Well, I mean, you're living the bond lifestyle now, pal. You're out there on the boat. You're single-handed it. That's exactly what we see in No Time to Die. He's out there. He's single-handed it. And uh, that is uh, that is pretty cool, man. And uh, now I'm going to put Randy on the spot here, folks. He said he's going to he's going to video the boat, and then uh, you send me that. We'll we'll throw that up on YouTube, and uh, you can kind of you know when you're when you got the boat to the point where you want it, you show it off a little bit, man. Do a little bragging rights. Definitely, I can do that. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely get some footage for you. I had some projects over the weekend. I was like, oh crap, it's all dirty and everything. Like trying to move stuff around, <laughs> but uh, but you know how that goes. And I just did the water pumps today. The well, the faucets. Those had you know prior owner had rebuilt them a couple times. Um, but they were it was time where it was just like you know I think it was like we rebuilt kits for both of them for the kitchen and the bathroom, like thirty bucks each, which isn't bad, but. Again, they've been in there like 20-something years and rebuilt a couple of times. I'm like, I'll just get the new the Gen 4 ones because these are Gen 3s. And so I just installed those. Those were easy easy install, you know. So it's like little things like that. And need just TLC. And so I can still enjoy it. Like I'm sitting on the back um, deck right now. I just have my drink in my hand because, I, you know, after that work of rushing to get those in uh, so I can do this on time, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to have a nice little, uh, what am I drinking here today? Um, a, a Red Label uh, Johnny Walker just a coke just something casual just for you know just right. like a little happy hour by myself there's a, you know, a <laughs> guy just pulled his boat in down there so it's just like there's no one around it's just kind of just peaceful <laughs> so, so uh what does shelly think of the boat she loves it uh, i think she she likes it a lot she was kind of like you know she has a uh, her cousin's uh 
roommate, uh, he has like a yacht or whatever. He's his family's in like business or whatever. Um, so they have a pretty large boat and boated for years. Um, so she was kind of like, I don't know about sailboats versus a power boat because I was always talking back and forth about them. Um, and I think she did like that first one I sent her, the, the one like kind of like mini yacht. I'll have to send you a picture offline about that, uh, that you know, but um. Yeah, but then when she saw this, she kind of fell in love with it. It kind of has that classic charm to it. It kind of fits my personality, I think, a little bit more. Um, and originally, I wanted like a, you know, I was looking at 30 foot yacht, you know, which are kind of more that, that liveaboard size. If you're going to get into that, uh, right. you, like you said to your point, you can do both. And this one's just a nice size in between. But uh, so, yeah, she kind of fell in love with it and enjoyed it um, of just being on the back. Um, she's only been on it a couple times now just because I was, when I first got it, I just wanted to bust through you know, working on it. I took, right. you know, I have a lot of time off, you know, from work I can have available to me just because I'm always working. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take some random days on a meeting off and just come and, you know, do the sanding, do the cleaning, whatever it was. So by the time I got it all cleaned up and didn't look like a construction site, um, you know, she got to ride on, we went out sailing. We didn't put the sails up that day because it was getting late in the evening. So we, I took her out motoring out on it to the lake um, into the little bay we have. Um, but hopefully, like I said, we'll get out, of course, you know, more, but some longer trips on it. I really want to start doing like Kelly's Island and then I want to do Canada next year, maybe like next May or something like that. Canada, nautical miles, the closest points, only like 30 something miles from here, 40 miles. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not super far from here. I forget what the city is. It's uh, So my plan was to actually like how, how we did uh, Skyfall there. I was to actually maybe sail there if we ever, especially if we did an event where it was like summertime, sail there, you know, because it's probably about a 10 hour sail. So, you know, it's, got, it's a commitment, but then just get off, dock there, rent a car there. And drive to wherever you know and just kind of have some fun for the day or something or a couple days right so yeah all right uh thanks yeah. for uh sharing your journey here but you know the sailboat's Definitely. not not your only bond adventure so tell us what <laughs> else you tell us what else you got in the works because this one's pretty big too so it's the event i go to i was attendee for that's now holding the 10th annual event it's called the pittsburgh bond soiree and it's a charity event. It's a black tie, luxury-minded, uh, bond-themed charity event. Um, and they different every year they raise different charities. Uh, they did a kidney foundation in the past. Last year they did a uh, glimmer of hope, uh, which raised money for cancer. Um, I think we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing ourselves as well too to feed them and take care of them properly. Um, so this year that's what the charity is. Um, I took a different role from just actually helping um, organize the event this year and kind of working on the. Uh, executive team um, and as a social media coordinator um, so it's a really cool event it's on September 25th of this year um, it's like a, it's a one-day event for the main event where they have a yacht experience so you get tickets to go on a yacht for like a VIP experience the cool part is they're going to have a bond double there I'm going to have a main event uh, party where it's several hours or they're going to have a fashion show um, but it's a good time Friday they're going to have a pre-party they're going to call it the Moonraker pre-party so it's got a little bit of Moonraker theme to it and have some costuming around that for uh, some of the hostesses that will be there. Uh, so it has some familiar themes to some Honda aficionados. Um, but it's a really good time. So I'm hoping people can come out. I've been trying to spread the word. Um, the tickets are on sale now for it. If you go to the Pittsburgh Bond Soirees uh, Facebook uh, page, you can check out the links for tickets. It's all through event. Um, but yeah, they're having like a Bond co- a contest to get Bond doubles as well, just for somebody, just for fans, and also like a leading lady. Uh, so for basically a Bond girl if you will, they're doing like a contest for that too this year, just because the 10th anniversary um, possibly might have, I, I can't promise this, but we're looking at the gentleman who, who's a uh, Connery double, a pretty well-known Connery double. Uh, so we might have him as well there. Uh, so yeah, it's a really good time. If people want more information on it, definitely 
head to that Facebook page um, and give it a like and a follow to keep up to date. I do every Friday or Saturday now. I do like a Fashion Friday where I talk about bond pieces. Uh, so last week, I think I did like a little bit about the watches I did live from the boat. Uh, so I'm kind of ramping up as we get closer to the event where I'm going to eventually talk about like evening wear um, from bond pieces. So I certainly can't do justice um, like bond suits or or yourself or um, or um, the bond experience with that type of stuff. But I definitely try to do my best with it and just kind of talk to the pieces and, you know, some alternatives. Um, not like, you know, some of our friends like Budget Bond where I more do the alternatives where you, it's kind of going to be budget, but still, like, you're probably going to go sacks for with some of the stuff I get, but it looks the part. So it's kind of in between where it's at a little bit for everybody. So thank you, Randy, for coming on the Bond Brain, and um, hopefully you get a huge turnout at that Pittsburgh Bond Soiree. I really wish we could make it. I, I've got a family event that weekend, and Laura and I are not going to get out there, unfortunately. I see that every year, and, and for the past five years, I've wanted to get there, and for five straight years, something always gets in my way. No, yeah. no, I know that goes well. But we will definitely have some other Bond events, and... Uh, catch up with one another again in person i hope anything else you want to add no i think that's it but no it's really appreciated i really this is such a great community and just so many opportunities just to network with people and then with common interests and things like that so for those of us who are, are crazy bond fans uh we just know we're not alone out there so there, there's help <laughs> out there for us uh, with each other so <laughs> there's support i always joke with i spent some watch and even smile that anytime I buy something um that he's like yep we're going back to meetings buddy again so <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. So we always joke about that. We're going back to meetings. So, uh, yeah, so it's just it's just been great. So especially with COVID, just being able to keep up with each other virtually has just been fantastic. Yeah, that really threw some things for a monkey wrench. Fortunately, we've started to be able to, you know, gather again. I just I just actually saw Kyle on Saturday. You know, we we uh, we have some time set aside. We're going to try to get together again in September. And so hopefully I'll get to catch up with yourself and Shelly and, and a bunch of other people real soon. Definitely. Yeah, I look forward to it. I right. hope I can make it out next to that. Thank you for coming on. This is Iron Rider himself and Bud West. This is the Bond Brain and the Bond Brain will return.